Good evening and welcome to 48 Shades of Football, everybody's favourite English language Korean footballing podcast and a very, very special one. It is tonight a five-star podcast for, I think, the very first time in 48 Shades history. We've got a full house. Uh, Mark is here as ever, but first of all, he's back. Paul. Good evening. It's been a while. Where are you, Paul? Um, Yomsan. Okay, so the information we gave out on the podcast last week, we did give out some very specific information as to your to your whereabouts. Um, nothing's happened as a, as a result of it. No. Well, what did you say? What did you say? Never mind. It it it, it didn't it, it didn't matter. Welcome uh, back. Uh, we will be talking uh, a, a lot, I think, uh, to you tonight. Uh, Mark, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Actually, I'm hungover to bits, but yeah, other than that, I'm, I'm really good. Wife's still away, so decided to uh, make it seven nights in a row last night <laughs> outside the Sky Dome, whatever it's called. We can talk about that actually as well, but how the EMAR outside the Gochuk Sky Dome had a massive TV showing the baseball, which surely only encouraged people to go and watch it, right? Yeah, a grand, yeah, a grand total of one person was watching it, I think. Okay, also joining us from the People's Republic of uh, Suwon, the Chief, Joe. Evening, gents. Good evening. We'll be talking a lot about uh, the, uh, the, the fairer club of the uh, city of Suwon uh, a little bit later on in the K2. And also from, uh, well, just, uh, just across the way, not too far from uh, Suwon, uh, it is uh, the one and only King Kenny. Tom, how are you? Good, how are you? Not too bad, not too bad. Uh, now, the intro music, I think we've got to touch on that because there are power ballads and there are power ballads. That was certainly one. Uh, Paul, you did the selection. Would you care to explain it for us? Yes, it's the um, OST, as Koreans like to say. The original soundtrack for the film Mannequin, which starred um, Andrew McCarthy and everyone's favourite Sex and the City girl, Samantha. Uh, and the storyline was that she was a, a mannequin who would come to, love at, come to life at night and he fell in love with her and tried to sort of Pinocchio her into a real person. Uh, I don't know why it's appropriate, but it just came to my mind. Who, uh, who knows in, uh, indeed? Yes, 1987 movie uh, Mannequin. It actually got a nomination for Best Original Song at the Oscars. Uh, apparently that song did. Uh, so uh, you might not learn anything about football on this podcast, but you will learn uh, a little bit about uh, trivia. Uh, Mark, you want to jump in? Yeah, I, I never knew that OST was original soundtrack. I always thought it was official soundtrack. So I've learned something as well uh, from Paul for the first time ever. Two things in a minute. We might as well call it a night now because I think we've probably peaked. Yes, uh, certainly uh, no dull moments uh, over this uh, past weekend. Could be an official soundtrack. I just always assumed it was original soundtrack. Okay, yeah, lots of things on the agenda. We will, of course, be having a, a little look about a little look at Dolgate, which I believe has reached some kind of resolution today. Also, we're going to have a quick review of the K1 and K2. We're going to have an on this day. Also, a little bit of a, a look at what's happening in some of the local uh, Korean media, and uh, also uh, do some previews for next weekend's games. Okay, first item on the agenda, K1 this past weekend. 
we're going to go through these in chronological uh, order. We started off on the Saturday and uh, Sangju, who on opening day got an absolute thumping off Ulsan. They hosted Kangwon and they came out on top. Anyone give this game a look? I technically watched uh, 10 seconds of it in the, on the train or the bus, whatever it was I took on Saturday. Um, and yeah, I think it took everyone by surprise because the army were absolutely honking. The biggest thing, I think, they actually dropped uh, John Book's Moonsung Moon to the bench uh, for, as punishment for, I guess, not scoring against Ulsan. Uh, but of course, he was to play quite a big role. I think he actually came on and then ended up changing the, the whole game, yeah. But, I mean, Gangwon had looked good uh, in that first game. And, I mean, six, they had made 614 passes as they beat Seoul. Uh, apparently, that this is now... Uh, the tavern is calling it uh, Byungsoo Ball, I think it's called. Yeah, they called it. Yeah. Uh, I think we were going to call it the Chunchun Fons Ball, but he didn't <laughs> He didn't pull his other, his other jacket out, unfortunately, on, uh, on Saturday. But, yeah, I only saw two minutes, but they got absolutely gobbed by Sangju, surprisingly enough. Yeah, Kang Sangju penalty. And uh, as you said, that man, Moon Sun Min, coming off the bench to wrap things up. Uh, so uh, Sangju back in uh, business. Uh, other games on uh, Saturday afternoon. Daegu, who were held nil-nil at Incheon on opening day. I have a feeling quite a lot of teams are going to be held nil-nil by Incheon this year. Uh, Daegu uh, finally uh, getting a goal, getting a point. They drew at home one each with Pohang. Two foreigners on the score sheet in that game. And that led into the evening when Busan played host to uh, Jombuk. Now, Jombuk, possibly we felt a little bit disappointing against... Well, that's not really wrong. We weren't disappointed that they were looked a bit <laughs> average against Suwon. Um, a little bit average against Busan as well. Uh, anyone see the game? Well, we watched it, didn't we? Technically, finally, in the second half. I don't know if you remember that, actually, I guess, then. Uh, we watched it in, uh, in Gangnam Guchong next to uh, a COVID tent, so to speak. Um, COVID tent? Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, John Book scored in the last minute or something, right, which made me regret fussing and fussing and fussing to get the TV turned on. Because it was 1-0 John Book, 1-H, and then, yeah, John Book... Showing why they're champions. It was a case of we were actually a little bit worried that we we'd actually got the restaurant to upgrade its cable to have IP Sports um, to, because they couldn't find it. And then suddenly they put in a code and it came back and they they did have it. And we were taking I was taking taking a picture of Mark looking triumphant in front of the screen, and uh, then it all went to uh, shreds in the last minute. Joe. Yeah, uh, I think like ourselves, I only saw the second half, but a few things to get away from that match was it's two weeks in a row that they brought players off the bench that's won them the game. You know, last week they brought Edon Gook off the bench, he scored the winner. This week was it Valvec? Valvec, uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, scored the winner. Um, so they've got the depth there. Um, but we need to mention Kim Byung O's miss. At 1 1, he missed an absolute sitter. Now, you know, I'm going to come across as very bitter here because he was ranked rotten at Sioux on FC last season. But how he got an upgrade to K1, uh, I can't get my head around it, but that miss was horrific. I mean, yeah, anyway, I just had to get that out of there. I feel better now. 
that, that's what, what, we're, what we're here for, Joe. What we're here for. Uh, yeah, dreadful, dreadful, dreadful miss. Uh, John Book, though, you know, doing what they, second week in a row, as you said, doing what they, they needed. They've, they can just dig out these, dig out these results. Uh, five minutes into injury time, I think Belvick's uh, winner came. Uh, Tom? Yeah, actually, I saw the match for a second half. Thanks to my wife, is a bit of um, dis- I mean, distracted by something else. There's something in the kitchen, so she didn't count in like one of the game books. She kept on, but um, actually, the, the the one that I just found out was more like uh, the Busan side. I just to focus on them because um, more like um, I see the same to the kind of 2017 Songnam. You know what I mean? Like it's more like the team who not really playing well, but played somehow good day good night or something, but at the end of the 90 minute, they lost the uh, the very vital moment. They lost concentrations and allowing the very uh, disgraceful goal to, to Jumbo. You know, even like if if the opponent was the other side, like uh, maybe let's call it like, I don't hate anyone in Seoul, Eland, but let's say it's Seoul, Eland. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, a little bit embarrassing, but this time they're lucky. It was like Jumbo, so everybody thinks like, "Oh, it's Jumbo." They scored the last minute goal. You know that's what I expected. But if it wasn't Jumbo, they might be in trouble. Tom, speaking of your wife, is this being counted as one of your football games for the season? Uh, not really, but um, this is about a half. I think like she might be coming still. Like you know what I mean? Like it's uh, she's not really happy about this, but like at least she said, "You know what? Like after this, you should tell me what you say to them." Better <laughs> <laughs> not listen then. <laughs> no, no, no. But you should tell me about it. That's what she said. Okay, so John Book, they are one of two teams, only two teams after two rounds of games to have a one hundred percent record. Uh, the other team is, of course, Ulsan, who were pretty hefty winners on opening day. They did, however, survive quite a quite a big scare on Sunday afternoon against Suwon Blue Wings and uh, early goal of the season contender, I think it was, uh, at uh, Suwon, uh, Ko Sung Bum. That was quite a strike. Yeah, it was beautiful. We were watching that, actually. <clears throat> um, and it was, yeah, uh, it, it seemed to go in in slow motion. It was one of those ones, you know, like, I mean, it just looked as if it was just kind of drifting all the way into the top corner. Yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. One, I think it was one and a half time, right? And then uh, they went, uh, Blue Wings somehow contrived to go 2 0 up before, as you said, collapsing, yeah? They uh, doubled the lead just after half time. It was Kerpic, I think, the, uh, the, the, their other foreign player getting his first goal uh, for Suwon. Uh, then uh, Junior pulled one back on, uh, on, on 55. Uh, Kim in Sun with the equaliser shortly afterwards, and then it was only, I think, a matter of time before uh, Ulsan got the winner. It took them a good half hour to do it, and it was a, a pretty scruffy free kick in the end uh, by Junior. Some really, really nice goalkeeping on that one. Uh, but it uh, meant that Suwon are pointless after Suwon Blue Wings are pointless after two games. Got to be happy about that, Paul. Well, uh, if Seoul done a bit better, I would be, yeah, but. It's always nice to see Suwon doing badly, but it's not much to care about from my point of view either. So, Crosstown, any thoughts on the, your Crosstown rivals, Joe? Yeah, I mean, no love for the Blue Wings, but um, they, are, they are obviously pointless, but they played, considered the, the, the two favourites for the league, John Brook and Ulsan, and uh, 
Obviously, you can always bring it back to the manager, but the three goals they conceded against Osan were shocking. But the first one, he got a hand to it. I think he could have done better. The second one, the defender tried to chest it down to him, thinking of purchase on it. And the third one, I have no idea what happened there. So I think all three goals were, certainly two of them were avoidable. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of pressure on him. He, he, he fluked it, if you want to call it a fluke, I don't know. But he got the FA Cup last year, so he's still in a job. But the nights are out for him already. But he has played the two favourites for the title. So um, maybe by this weekend, we can have a better understanding of where they actually are. Uh, Tom, you watched that game? I definitely, because it's on the way to Jewish to my man in Songnam to watch the next game, you know, on the line. But uh, at the same time, uh, I watched the game in a different view as, uh, you know, being in Australia for eight years and uh, being an A-League fan, you know, there's a, the, the three Aussie guys playing for you know, both of the teams, like one is in um, Ulsan and two, four. So unfortunately, the guys like, um, I think it was a Terry Antonis, was it? Like the, he's the one who just got sent off the first sent off the season in the opening game. And um, I see a lot of Aussie viewers from the Optus Sports watching the game, watch the game. But uh, they might be happy about that because uh, it's not really uh, the game you will see in the A-League. Because, um, of course, like there's some, some, some sort of like games like that between the top two teams, like uh, Melbourne Victory versus Sydney or something like that. But in... You know, the other teams more like one team dominated, never been combats that much happens a lot of times. So I'm, I'm pretty sure like there's, you know, some of the Aussie last must be happy with this game. And it shows like how good the league is, how competitive. So I'm happy with that. Uh, it was probably the only good advert for the K-League on Sunday, though. The uh, other two games, Paul, did you manage to, to catch FC Seoul's match? Last uh, last Sunday, or were you uh, busy peddling away uh, somewhere uh, on the on the west coast? I got to watch the second half. Well, sort of. It wasn't very good, so I kept kind of switching back and forth between doing other things on my phone and, and checking in. But I did, I did I did manage to see the goal, which again was pretty well taken, but they didn't create much beyond that. So, are you feeling better about Seoul this week than you were last week? Uh, not really, because Songnam went away to Gwangju the last week and beat them 2-0. Uh, and Seoul only managed to get one goal at, at Fortress Sangam. So. Fortress Sangam, indeed. San Solo. Uh, very good. And... Uh, uh, so there's, there's not really much to dwell on about that match. I think there's probably even less to dwell on about the match. Uh, three of us actually watched uh, together on uh, Sunday, obviously maintaining social distancing uh, guidelines. Um, but there were probably more people in that pub than there would have been in Tanchon Stadium uh, it, it, itself. And uh, Songnam nil, Inchon nil. That's Inchon have played two... Uh, scored none, conceded none, entertainment none, I think. Tom, thoughts on Songnam? Yeah, the game like um, the game was what I saw our fans expected, to be honest. Like the same to the last uh, head-on matches like back in Tancho last year. The Songnam fans like really worried about this game because like the that game last year was more about the Songnam dominated, obviously, but couldn't score any. But uh, Mugosa scored the free kick, in, free kick in the second half and they took all three points to survive in the K1. 
So we worry about the same situation this time. And uh, that was about to happen a few times, but fortunately they just hit the bars. And um, but still goalless, and um, the Sunderland fans might be expected to see new foreign, the, the international striker, the Tommy from uh, Croatia. But um, somehow the Kim Namil, the, the gaffer of Sunderland, he just to keep the original 11 and didn't much guys plays on. Only some youth players, he's just to let them play on the field as a substitute. So I was a bit disappointed with that. And maybe some other um, Sona fans will agree with me. And um, yeah, so it was the interesting game for just 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 for that. Because um, both teams got a new coaches, a new tactic, but the same old boring story. <laughs> Yeah, Mark. Anything to anything to add? It wasn't exactly thrill a minute, was it? Um, it was it was pretty boring. No, I mean I agree with Tom. Like I I love those games when they're in Incheon, and I hate them when they're in Tanchon or Moran or wherever. <clears throat> the only thing I would say is uh, talking about dominating a game. Um, Sonam had seventy three percent of the possession um, in the second half. I mean seventy three percent and didn't score. Obviously. Possession doesn't win you the game. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a frustrating night. Um, yeah, nothing really to add. It was goalless and that's not no talking points either. I um, I, I watched the 10 minutes of the second half and then gave up. It was that bad. Um, but I, I have a question. Look, you guys are obviously much more knowledgeable than me. Inchon has moved to this new manager. Um, is this his modus operandi? I mean... Setting up for nil nils and some now, and no offence, because they're not Brazil 1970. I mean, is this a managerial thing or what's happening? Um, to be honest, like the guys, it's actually joined from his former Anson coach, as far as I know. So it used to be in K2. I think it's more spiritually, um, I mean, he more mentally think like, uh, I need to keep this job and uh, they need to survive. So uh, rather I just save a point than. Um, you know, try to win three points away. I think that's the only reason because I, I, I see because the um, the squad itself, Incheon, is good enough to make some you know momentums. But they didn't even try, especially for the second half. They just uh, parked the bus and just uh, couldn't come forward. Only like few long balls, and that was it. And that's why I think. Uh, Paul, I know you're you're always a big fan of talking about Incheon. <laughs> well, as Mark said, I don't know it's a nice place to visit, but their matches can be a bit uh, dull. Uh, I just wanted to say, um, for the last year or so in the back in the UK, everyone's been raving on about this uh, expected goals stat, right? And uh, how many goals you get versus how many you, you might be expected to get. And I, I wonder if that kind of stat is available for the K League. I've not seen it, but uh, maybe Tom will know uh, if it's available in the K League and, and how that would compare for that game. Interesting to find out. I'm guessing there's also been all sorts of stats available this year. Um, I guess with, with their new data deal, perhaps that, that has something to do with it. But yeah, it would be uh, would be something to look at. I don't know if any of us any of us know whether those uh, expected goals. I, I must say, I always switch off mentally whenever I hear anyone talking about expected goals back in the uh, uh, back in the UK. Um, though I, I, it, it did tell us at the beginning of this uh, season when Ipswich were top of League One. Uh, that Ipswich should be about mid-table in League One, and so it is actually yeah, actually proved. So it would be interesting to get to those uh, uh, those figures. But 
yeah, are, are we going to have to watch a season of that from from Incheon everywhere they everywhere they go? Um, one one really hopes hopes not. Uh, okay, gentlemen. So uh, Seoul and Songnam have played two games apiece. Uh, Songnam have got four points out of six. Uh, Seoul three out of six. So uh, out of ten, I want you to rate their start to the season. Mark, score out of ten for how happy you are with the start of the season for Songnam. Yeah. Eight out of ten yep. for Mark. Tom? You've got a crystal wall, Mark. I, I just want to say eight. Because <laughs> the reason is, like, you know, like the song that about, like, the last four years, we've never just, uh, you know, winning any games or scoring two goals, more than more than one goal, you know what I mean? they always been, like, one-one draw or, like, the one-nil down or something like that. So I'm really happy that we just start the season for a two-nil. Okay, so four points on the board and two uh, two happy Songnam fans. Paul, uh, is this going to be another woe is Seoul season? Um, it's not been very inspiring so far. I'm, I'm going to give three points out of ten. Um, my first instinct was to give two points, but then I realised Seoul have actually got three points, so I, I've bumped them up by one. But again, um, Kwangju at home, that should be a home banker if, if there is one, surely. Uh, and the capitulation last week against Kangwon was just disgraceful. Um, <laughs> I sort of half tongue in cheek said that is it time to start going for Che, che out and got a, a, an ear bashing from Dayan. So I'm going to stick with him for a, a, a bit longer. Uh, and obviously it's not clear who else would take the spot. Um, but for me, Sol are just so slow and pedestrian. You can see in their build up all the time. Um, and other teams, they're sort of breaking on, on the counter-attack with pace, and Seoul just can't do that, and it's just oh, so predictable. He is the only man that can restore Seoul to their rightful place, Jay. You know, like, Young's. the whole... I don't know why anyone's surprised that Seoul had real dolls at the, the, the game this week. They've been having a real doll playing at number 10 for the last three or four years. <laughs> is that supposed to be funny? Yeah, well, he, he doesn't do anything. Uh, we're not having this argu- We're not having this argument <laughs> again. Um, what we will say is we'll, we'll come back at the end of the season. I, I'm pretty sure he'll be Seoul's top top goal scorer. There we go. We're going to move on. Uh, that leaves uh, well, just to, to say, all San John, but the, one, the ones with 100% records, uh, Suwon Busan and Guangzhou are pointless. But as uh, I think you've already touched on, uh, all of you, uh, the fixture list hadn't necessarily been kind to those to those three teams. So. Uh, we will see in a couple of weeks. Moving on to uh, a place which is never slow and pedestrian. That is the uh, K2. I think at times some of the teams there aspire to be slow and pedestrian. Uh, obviously five games across the weekend. Uh, there were goals in all of them. Uh, obviously the highlight has got to have been on Saturday when Suwon uh, travelled to Ansan and uh, after I think Suwon were perhaps uh, a little hard done by, we felt, last week. I'm not sure if you'll agree with that, uh, Joe, or whether it's all, all just part of the game. Uh, but uh, a, a good, solid performance at the weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, and away win, the only away win uh, in the league that week, or last weekend. Uh, first half was totally dominant. Um, it was 1-0 at half-time. They had one rolled off. Uh, had plenty of chances. I mean, Ansan just didn't show up. Now, again, where that is, Ansan or Suwon, I'm, I'm not sure, but uh, it was pretty good, uh, impressive. Uh, second half, 
Different game. Um, now again, where that was two one, who are not used to holding on to leads, um, going out in a shell and hoping to win one nil, or the fans and changed it up. I'm not sure, but for about 25 minutes it was all Ansan, and then two one scored again, pretty much against their own play, a, a header from a free kick. Uh, they then had another one rolled off for offside, and one kicked off the line at the last minute. So I mean. I've got to say this week, the two ruled off for offside probably correctly, and both goals that did score were very close decisions as well, so I'm not going to go off on one this week. Uh, we, we may have got the rub, of, the rub of the green ourselves. Um, so our, our way wins are always good. Uh, a clean sheet, we don't keep many of those. Uh, our new signings, Marloni, I think they're pronouncing it, uh, Brazilian, Two assists on the day, looking good. I see he got into the K2 team of the week. Um, so all in all, a good win and hopefully something to build on. I'll just like to point out, San, they've got a number seven, Bruno, I think. Uh, he looks like a bag of tricks. He'll, he'll cause teams problems. So, uh, yeah, it's all good. And uh, a goal in both games for Ambiang June. I think he was on the score sheets uh, last week when... Uh, when they were rather uh, unluckily beaten by the the league sponsor, and uh, you mentioned Maloney, the other uh, he uh, he came. I think he's come straight from the Brazilian league. He hasn't had a a, a stop in in between. Uh, the other one, uh, uh, Danilo, is it the other one? Danilo Alves. He's come from Kazakhstan. Uh, he's played both games as well. Any thoughts? Um, flatter to deceive so far. To be honest, I mean he's not done terribly. Uh, he probably should have scored two, maybe three, on Saturday. Uh, he got into the first half and was replaced five or ten minutes into the second half. Um, <coughs> he, look, he looks a, a decent player um, without setting anything alight light yet. Okay. There's another one, the big, I think it's Slovakian striker, Akos. Uh, he hasn't featured yet. He was on the bench on Saturday. And um, Masa, was it Masa Toshi? Uh, who was an Ansan, he came off the bench against Ansan on Saturday and, and played a part when he came on. And uh, I'm sure Paul will be wanting to know, uh, first clean sheet for uh, Yu Hyun, uh, how's he fitting in? Um, he didn't have much to do. Uh, he, he had to come for a lot of balls and crosses and punch and clear, which he did quite well. Uh, I don't know if it's just me. He looks kind of small. I'm not sure. Well, I don't know much about him before. He seems quite small, actually, but he did come and got a fist to most crosses. Uh, against Dejon in week one, I think they had three shots on target and scored two, so I wasn't overly impressed. But uh, he, he did what he had to do on Saturday, or was it Sunday? <laughs> okay, Paul, you can was small. Is that true? Uh, he certainly failed to get to a lot of balls. Whether that was because of his height or not, I don't know. Uh, Bouchon played Anyang, and uh, Anyang... Uh, uh, Anyang have got a real, real problem playing Bouchon at the moment. I think they haven't beaten them for almost, uh, almost two years. Uh, that continued. Uh, Bouchon winning two one. All the goals in the uh, second half. Uh, John M beats Jeju uh, one to nothing. Uh, Joe, I just want to make a comment on the Bouchon game. Uh, both goals were scored by defender Kim Young Chan. Two headers. The big daddy did not connect one header last season on loan at Sioux on FC. Cut. Have you thought the problem might be Suwon with all of these players who uh, who go on to uh, 
There's another one. I'm co- we will come to later. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I heard like um, it was more like Anyang's problem after the game. I, I saw the kind of um, the um, interview from the gaffer saying like that we don't do basics well. And you know, it's not many times you're going to see that the football coach going to say like their play, his players going to be like they don't do the basics well. But he did say that, so you know. I mean, both goals were set pieces. Well, I think a free kick in a corner, obviously headers. So yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's your bread and butter, I guess. Yeah, the uh, the coach basically admitting he hasn't done his job properly, and they're not doing <laughs> yeah, not doing passing the, the ball yeah. to the players. <laughs> Yeah, so the other game Saturday was uh, John M one Jeju uh, nil. Second week in a row, the only red card in the division was uh, for the team playing against Jeju. Uh, this one, of course, in the last minute though, didn't make uh, much impact. Yeah, actually, I was to try to just to say something about the John M versus Jeju because um, the Jeju before this season started actually they got it a lot of the pundits by uh, they were the one of the you know title contenders. Because, you know, Namgi Hill from uh, old Songnam guy brought his old boys from Songnam all the way down to, to Jeju Island. And, uh, you know, he used to be a kind of um, the gaffer for uh, the, the, the tight, um, tight wallet, the uh, Citizens Club. But this time he just walking for the Corporation Club. So he got a lot of money with him. But um, it's surprisingly, it doesn't work at all for by now. And uh, this time, maybe the um, the Jeonnam was the uh, realized how the tough the K two would be, and they uh, successfully adapt themselves because it's more like I can say that Jeju were like the last year's Jeonnam, so they can't just adjust themselves to the K two. So maybe we need a time, unless like the you know um, one or two more uh, months we're gonna see them, and if they don't, they don't do the job, they're gone. If they do something well, then we'll see how the num goes with it. Yeah, I, I was actually planning on asking you guys. I mean, obviously, soon FC will play Jeju soon enough. But um, obviously, two games, they've yet to win. Uh, one goal in the two games. From my limited knowledge, you know, Nam, it, it did very well with Guangzhou and Songnam. But they were never the most attacking of teams. I mean, that was not their, their role in the K1. Well, even when Solnay came up from K2, they did score a bad load of goals and finished second in the league. Um, and then last year with Solnay, was more uh, pragmatic than anything else. I'm just wondering if, if you think he can be the type of manager who will play attacking football and get Jeju up or, or is his style to be, you know, tight at the back and grab a goal and, and will that work in K2? I mean, on several podcasts down the years, I've I've commented on how Nam has <clears throat> he has he has one one tactic I think, and that is to press press press. Like he he loves the midfield, like pressing the opposition and kind of kind of harrying them and, and so on, and you know, and then exploiting their mistakes. You know, like the first year with Song Nam. I think Bumbi and Asa went to Hong Kong. Some of them were like 11 points clear or seven points clear and we ended up second, as you said, Joe. Um, so I, I think, um, I'm not sure who he's, who he's brought in uh, other than the kind of Songnam players that, that, that Tom mentioned. But I think, uh, I don't think he actually is a very adaptive manager. I don't think he actually does have a plan B. So if it's not working now, I don't think Jeju are going to have any, I, I, I hope in hell are going up. 
Because I, I don't think he changes his tactics. I think he plays the same tactic. Um, I'm agree with the mark, but it's a little bit uh, interesting points. Uh, one of the nuns, the famous coaching style amongst the fans was more like he used the, you know, he understand K2, like, the, you know, it's all about like uh, being desperate about like getting a ball to your fit. So he used that desperations for one of the motivations to players, you know, get in front of the others. So, um, He's been famous to some of our fans. Like, if your new players don't play well, he's going to call your mother. So, <laughs> I think with the Jeju, the tactic won't work <laughs> this time. So, you know, like, if you play for Jeju United, it means, like, you're a corporation. You work, uh, you play for a corporate team. So, they're regarded one of the, the league's top talents. I mean, even in K2. So, you know, if you don't work well, like, you're going to find another team soon. So, they don't... Be the one who you're gonna call my mom. That's okay. I, I don't. I'm not gonna do what you whatever you tell me. So it's it's not really a good chance for him, you know, in terms of that. Trouble on uh, Jeju. Perhaps uh, we'll be seeing them in Yongin uh, sooner than uh, any of us <laughs> any of us expected. That's what uh, you want for, right? <laughs> it, it's, it's a really hard stadium to get to. That's the trouble. Um, <laughs> There, there were there were two games on on, on Sunday as well. Both of them finishing in uh, score draws. Both of them uh, two two each. Soliland and Gyeongnam, and obviously Daejeon and Asan, the new local derby, also finishing at two each. Daejeon twice coming uh, from behind. Andre Louis scoring uh, both their two equalisers. Uh, Eland a really frenetic uh, second half. Um, anyone uh, catch those games? I only watched the goals. Um, obviously, last week, I went on a rant about Hannah, FC Hannah Bank, uh, with Dejon. Um Not quite as bad, but the first equaliser was a penalty in first half injury time. Kind of soft, in my opinion. Um, anyway, it, it was given. Uh, and then it was missed, but retaken. Now, in fairness, I'm going to man up. The keeper did come off his line. But I'll be watching to make sure that every referee and linesman is, is observing that. Because, it, in my opinion, two weeks in a row, Dejon have had a bit of a lucky... Uh, I'm, I'm speechless. Rubber the green, shall we say. Uh, not so much in the retake, because the keeper did come off his line, but I thought it was a soft Don't penalty. To who sponsored the league? Yes, Tom, exactly. Who sponsors the league? But uh, I will say that... Uh, Andre Luis, he, he missed the penalty. He took it second time, smashed it home. He scored three and two, and I think he will score a lot of goals this season. I also think though that he plays right on the edge, and you know there could be a few cards there as well. But yeah, I think he'll score goals for them this season. Already three and two. Paul, oh. uh, I as you know, I was working my way down the west coast, and I happened to be somewhere around. Uh, Malipo, I think, on uh, Sunday. So they were uh, obviously they get like the Chung the Chungnam news there, uh, Chungnam version of NBC, and they were focusing on this first uh, Chungnam derby and really hyping it up. Uh, I was eating dinner and saw the goals, but the only thing I want to say is that that Tejon kit is absolutely minging. The kind of insightful analysis you come to Forty Eight Shades for. <laughs> 
It's a minging kit. Um, and, and Paul is someone who does know about uh, absolutely hideous uh, jerseys as he is wearing something quite special at the, at, at the moment. No, don't, don't show us more. Don't show us more of it. Uh, okay. can, I just, can I just explain about this? It's supposed to look like a, a soju bottle. It does. Yeah, I thought that was what I was thinking. Like, I thought you looked like a soju balls. <laughs> it looks like a bottle of chamisole. And Forgive me, look, I was totally wrong. It looks fantastic. If you look behind <laughs> here, where is it? In the pocket, there's a soju bottle. Oh. Wow. Oh, yeah, there we go. Are we releasing a video version of this? Uh, maybe just we that little... We were until Paul showed us that thing in his pocket. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that was a soju bottle or not, but anyway. Uh, okay, uh... Any, anything more to touch on K and K2? It leaves Bouchon with the only 100% record, uh, and Yang the only team without a point. We did skip over it. I, I, know, I, know, I'm, I know I'm focused on K2, but Eland 2, Gyeongnam 2. Uh, fair play, Eland. Um, been down to Cheju, got a fought back for a draw against Gyeongnam, possibly favourites for the title, uh, got a draw again. So, uh, you know, I think it shows that. Jeju and Gyeongnam have come down. It won't be easy. K2's a riot. Uh, and fair play, I think Eland got two good results to start the season. Yeah, very briefly, uh, we'll take a look at the, uh, on this day. I believe Mark has been delving through the record books uh, again. And uh, what have you got for us? I hope it's not a John Book victory. Uh, strangely enough, um, inspired by... <clears throat> by Saturday's com- uh, by Saturday's 95th minute uh, victory, I decided to have a look for other John Book victories uh, that didn't require five minutes of added time and the referee being bribed. Um, couldn't find any <laughs> the referee being bribed. But anyway, uh, I did find one from Sanju <clears throat> going all the all the way back to this day, May 20th, 2012. Uh, this game is. I chose this game actually because of a certain player that I, I want to talk and get Joe's opinion on in a second. Uh, the game finished uh, 3-0 uh, to John Book. Um, goals by Eninho um, and a, a, a brace uh, by Kim Jong-un. Uh, it was 2-0 at halftime and then Kim Jong-un scored the third one by three minutes left. Manager of Sangju was at that point in time was... Anything uh, was, it, was it Park Hang-seo? It was indeed, yeah. Park Hang-seo, everyone's favourite Korean manager that's not in Korea. Um, <laughs> but the reason why I, I wanted to choose that, interestingly, uh, Edon Gook started that game. He doesn't start very many these days. Um, Hugo Drogowit, who I always remember playing at Jeju, um, he uh, came off, he started the game <coughs> and he came off for the absolute legend that is... Kim Dong Chan, the man of many clubs. That this is a true club hopper. Um, he basically has now played for seven. Um, played using I don't know if he played for Suwon or not. Actually, I think we saw him in his debut and he never came back on again. But he's now played for seven clubs: uh, Songnam, Jongbuk, Sangju, obviously Suwon FC. Uh, he played for Gyeongnam, but I didn't know, and he also played for Gimpo as as well. So I chose that game for Kim Dong Chan because, yeah, Joe, have you actually seen him again since that debut? You call him the man of many clubs. I call him the man of many club languages. 
Um, <laughs> he, he scored the winner from the spot on, on his debut that day. The beat Eland 1-0. He scored the penalty. Um, I think he got injured the week following week and basically played about a total of an hour after that in, in two seasons. Um, I mean, apparently after his time in Thailand, he, he, he seemed to blow up, put on a lot of weight, and he, he never really recovered from this injury, although uh, on their own will, I heard that that was a lot down to the being rushed back uh, and, and re, uh, the injury reoccurring and stuff. Um, so he, he has now moved on, uh, K3 or K4, I'm not sure where. But um, yeah, it was a shame because he, he, when he arrived, you know, he came with all his promise. Everyone remembered the season at Dejan, and we thought, here we go. Scored the winner on his debut, got injured, never be seen again. Yep, he is now at Gimpo Citizen, I believe. Oh. Whether he's actually playing or not, I don't know. I think he's literally just living in Gimpo. I think like Mark used to uh, once mention when you talk to uh, one of international players back in Songnam, like mention Kim as <laughs> the fattest player ever he's ever seen, right? So, yeah, well, he's not going to listen to the podcast anyway. Um, so basically, uh, once we turned off the actual interview uh, and he was able to be relaxed, uh, everyone's favourite uh, defender um, of a couple of years back told me that, yeah, in Korea, there's a lot of fat players. Uh, and he said, and especially uh, Dong Chan. Uh, and I said, oh, I, I thought maybe he just had a big ass. And he said, no, no, he's really fat. And then he told me his body fat percentage, at which point he looked at my stomach and just kind of smiled. <laughs> and, uh, and that was it. And strange enough, me and Alistair talked about uh, that just a couple of days ago, actually. We did indeed on, on, on the way to Sonam. We were, we were talking, uh, I think it was about the, the eating ramen in the clubhouse and things, and things oh, like dear. that. We talked about club hopping and we talked about club sandwiches. Uh, in the Korean media this week, there's been something about a club that doesn't want to be a football club anymore, or doesn't want to just be a football club anymore. Um, yeah, so there was a news about interesting news. To be honest, it's really hard to find because um, when you see the click on the popular news, the uh, list in Naver is a fully sex store we're going to talk about later. But, so it's really hard to find out something else. But um, the one that I found out was a really interesting one was about the Inter United. They um talking to the city council about they wish to be a sports club, not just a football club. So they wish to adopt or um, get the, um, the Inter City Halls, the women's handball team, to be a part of their club, to form uh, Inter United, the uh, soccer, I mean, sports club. So to be honest, like the, the from when they kicked off the, the, the start of the club, since then I was always always wondering about where the United coming from. If it happens, it's truly in United, so I'm happy with that. But the city hall still raises the questions about like, how do you maintain yourself? When you're going to have more players with your whole club? And you still, now you don't have much money. So um, that's the point where they're still on the negotiations. So um, maybe by the end of the year, so they will be finished the chat, then we will find out what will be the details, what will be the deals. So if that happens, maybe the others will follow, especially for the politicians down in South Korea. If they find it's attractive for their CV, maybe the other citizens' club, maybe they follow the trail. Indeed, Songnam, Songnam United, 
uh, has a, a certain <laughs> a certain ring to it. Uh, maybe rebrand as Bundang United if we, we're having all those sports sports clubs. Uh, a handball. Uh, my, my knowledge of the handball league is limited to uh, I think there's a team called the Sugar Gliders, which I think Paul is uh, is familiar with. Uh, SK Lubricants uh, team. Uh, I, I don't. Um, I, I don't think they even play in their home cities, do they? I think they all play at the SK Handball Arena in the in the Olympic Park. But uh, it, interesting, uh, it, it, interesting moves afoot. But I think, as you said, uh, where would the where would the money come from? But we always used to say, where would the money come from for their new stadium? And they they seem to find. Obviously, uh, their name suggests like a lubricants. Of course, you need to really. Oh, I'm careful about this, speaking their names, you know, lubricants. That surely moves us on to our next topic, lubricants. <laughs> no, lubricants moves us on to our next topic. <laughs> oh, that, that, that's, that is slick, Joe. That was very slick. Uh, yeah, it does that's move. Paid me, that's why you're paying me the big money. <laughs> it, it does move us on to our next topic. And I, I, for one, was really, really happy for Paul this week because... As, for as long as I've known Paul, he has always wanted FC Seoul to be making global headlines. And this week, they finally did. Congratulations, Paul. They've gone all the way around the world. Uh, one, one of the bonus questions in this year's Prediction League was about whether a, a top football pundit would make a comment about the K-League. Uh, and Gary Lineker retweeted the BBC article about this. So I'm, I'm just wondering, does that count or does that not count? Uh, we'll we'll take it on, on the subject of on the subject of tweets. I think we should also congratulate Nepo on his tweet uh, going viral. I think he should probably celebrate by starting to write another book, perhaps. But um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's been uh, quite a week. There has been some resolution today. There was there was talk. There was some uh, ridiculous talk earlier on today. Points deductions and my, my favourite one was being banned from using the World Cup stadium, which would be absolutely hysterical. Uh, but the resolution has come out. They've been fined. I can't remember how much how much it was. One hundred million, I believe. One. Yeah. One hundred million. One hundred million. One. Um, I, I, I thought the whole thing was just funny, to be quite honest. Um, it, I, I know that what they've gotten in trouble for is breaching the rules on advertising. I also thought that was quite funny as uh, as, as well. Uh, Paul, it was in your section of the stadium. I hope you're not implying it was something to do with me. Well, <laughs> no, we wouldn't. Um, we wouldn't imply that. I wonder what happened to the dolls. Presumably, they'll be popping up in the club shop anytime soon. <laughs> well, what I was wondering is, have, have they been in touch with you about season ticket refunds yet? Uh, no, because the they don't know how many games are going to be missed, so they're going to yeah. they got to wait and then figure that out. Right, could possibly be a dollar game, maybe. Well, presumably, uh, if you'd have had your 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 seat in the West End like you used to, they would that would have been your VIP extra special present. <laughs> Very possibly. I just want to say, I I, I mean, I know that they're saying it's because of advertising, but I think the the fines are farce. Um, I don't want to go on here and defend Paul or FC Seoul. Uh, no one wants that. But, um, you know, I think so, someone at the club made the mistake when they ordered these mannequins. Um, but 81,000 euros or, or whatever it is, I'm not sure, I can't remember. 100 million won, apparently. Um, people are saying they embarrassed the K-League on the global stage. I mean, I, I just don't get that. Um, 
you know, there's a lot worse goes on at football grounds. I, I, I've got a tweet earlier, you know, UEFA will fine you 3001 for blatant racism uh, for 90 minutes. This is just, it's, uh, someone made a mistake. They never checked things out. Um, I think it, it got global exposure, but I don't really see it being embarrassing for the league. I think most people have found it funny, you know, and, and probably got more exposure for the league than it would have got if it had been an empty stadium. I think it's time to just maybe chill and not take ourselves too seriously. Someone made a mistake. Let's move on, man. 80, 100 million won, fine. I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, I would agree with Joe here. It's not the first time that someone's run around uh, a football stadium with a rubber board dress up on a football top. So, uh, me and Tom never got fined. <laughs> so, why should FC so? Paul, you're right of reply. I, I agree. I, don't think, I think the fine is, is partial. Um, and I think it's kept the K-League in, in the global news in the week that the, the Bundesliga came back. Um, obviously, you, you watch a couple of Bundesliga games, you've not been very impressed, but everyone's still talking about the K-League or talking about what's-his-name Haaland and uh, how, how surly he may or may not be. So, yes, uh, if you're a, a bit prudish, it could be a little bit of a, a sensitive subject for you, but I, I think you... I think probably uh, you've seen uh, blokes going on stag parties to Barcelona, and I wouldn't be surprised if there's been an inflatable dollar two smuggled into a, a Barcelona game before. So I, I don't see what the big deal is, to be honest. Tom? Yeah, of course. Like, But um, at the same time, I, I, I just read the news about like the Soul City Hall. Like, they found it an issue. And um, it's not really about like coaches from the sex store. It's embarrassing. It's more like... Um, they see it as a part of an effort for the sex doll manufacturers. So they say, like, it's an effort. We didn't allow them. So we see it as, like, the, the disallowed um, advert down here. So we might think um, they're reviewing it internally to see whether we need to cancel the rights to FC Seoul to use the World Cup Stadium. But I don't think it's really happening because, you know, it's not really something they will just see as the FC Seoul going to gain uh, the fortune out of it. And in the meantime, it's really something they wish to, you know, talk a lot about. You know what I mean? I just say they don't want to talk in officially. It's more like they're going to talk in the Hueshik state. I, I just say, I mean, to talk about it as advertising, I find quite funny because they were terrifying. Anyone who's getting their rocks off to them dolls, woo, you have a look at yourself, mate. They were terrifying. I, I, I couldn't sleep on Sunday night. I was having nightmares. <laughs> or maybe somehow they just uh, promoting the um, the social distancing in any ways. Yo, I would <laughs> stay well away from them dolls, yeah. <laughs> it, it was interesting. As you said, contrasting with the, the Bundesliga where everyone everyone's talking about how it, it's just a very, very uncomfortable watch. It compares with the K League, which with the, the crowd noise, sex dolls in the stands, it's it, it it makes mistakes, but it's it's kind of fun at the same time. So um, yeah, I think we'll, uh, we'll we'll give them a break, Tom. Yeah, you know, um, even after after this, you can mention like to, to K League your friends about this. You know, what I mean, back home, you know, as an expert, like when they always ask you when I was in Australia, they, my Korean friends always ask me like, what is A League's about? I just told them about like you know police and uh, palm trees drinking the drunk Aussies kind of that. But this time you may mention to your friends that you can drink in the stadium 
and you have a sex doll down there, and they're gonna use their imagination how how <laughs> the belter this bleak is. <laughs> I, I I I don't think you can follow that. <laughs> so that's, that's probably the best the best way to to, to put it. Uh, okay, um, just one more item on the agenda, and that is this weekend's upcoming fixtures. And starting off with K1, Friday football is back. Mark wants to say something before we move on to that there. Surely, surely we're not going to finish this podcast without talking about uh, a certain junior's boots. A certain junior's boots. A certain junior's very expensive, very flashy boots appeared on Instagram this week. He paid for them himself. Um, yeah, my, my youngest son, as a, yeah, he's, he's a football player, so he's obsessed with boots and stuff and uh, these limbs edition Nikes with the based on the, the, the away top, top the, the tiger top uh, and the the, the Dehan Mingook stamp and all that kind of stuff they, they were online on at the end of last week and uh, I came home on Friday and he said dad can I ask you something he said can you buy these boots and I hummed and hawed and I'm like oh, I don't know it's too expensive I mean they're, they're expensive boots so the next morning, I, could, I relented, and it went online, and they were sold out. So I was as popular as a fart in a space suit. Um, but my wonderful wife, I don't know if she'll listen to this podcast, um, hunted around and found a pair in his size that someone must have uh, decided were too expensive and didn't actually buy. So yeah, Junior got his boots. Uh, let's hope he's... Uh, Half as good a player as the boots make him look. They are beautiful. They, they, are, are, they are actually cool. I mean, I, I don't like their way top, um, but these boots are actually really nice, yeah. Okay, so this weekend, Friday Night Football is back. Uh, we're going to go through some predictions. Everyone uh, throw in a uh, prediction. Uh, Friday Night Football, Pohang will be missing a trick if they do not find some way of trolling FC Seoul. Uh, in the stands uh, this Friday. Uh, Pohang versus Seoul on Friday night. Uh, Paul, your score prediction, or who's going to win? Pohang to win 3-0. Pohang to win 3-0. Nice and positive from Paul, as usual. Mark? Um, Pohang to win. Tom? Absolutely. like Pohang to (laughs) nil. And Joe? I will... Playing 2 0 as well. I'll copy Tom. He, know, he looks like he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> I'm not a match fixing or something like that. Four, four, pe- four people picking, and not a single one went for Seoul to actually even score a goal. So uh, there's some, some, some optimism there. Uh, Songnam, uh, having been held at home by Incheon, they go to Kangwon. Kangwon uh, versus Songnam. We'll go around in the same order each time, Paul. Uh, Kangwon will win this one. By more than they beat Seoul. 4 0. I see this is just going to get partisan, isn't it? Uh, Paul, um, <laughs> Mark, rather. Who's playing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Um, I'm going to go with uh, a two each draw. Tom? Um, my heart says 1 0 to Songnam. 1 0 to Songnam and Joe. I'll go in my head. My head says 1-0 to gang one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, at the uh, Big Bird, I believe, we've got uh, Imseng Ball versus Park the Bus. Blue Wings and Incheon. 
Nothing Bill each. Bill. <laughs> Bill, Bill. Bill. Tom? Um, with Paul, to be honest. Neil Neil. Regarding their this round scheme. Joe? I'm going to go Blue Wings 2-1. And Mark? Uh, I'm going to go nil-nil, I think. Nil-nil. Um, so uh, it's uh, Sangju against Guangzhou. So uh, current Sangmu against former Sangmu. Paul? Um, I think Sangju will nick that one. Just about. Mark? Um. I don't know. I'm going to, yeah, God, I'm not going to agree with Paul again. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Paul. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Absence has made the heart grow fonder, hasn't it? Uh, Mark and Paul. I wasn't again. <laughs> <laughs> Tom. Um, one all draw for me. And Joe. One all draw. I'm glad Tom's putting results in. Uh, I'm going for a high <laughs> score match. I'm going 3 2 Sanju. 3 2 so now. Very specific. Yeah. And uh, then uh, Job Book looking to maintain their 100% record home to Daegu, Paul. I think Daegu will win that 2-1. Paul wants Daegu to win that 2-1. Mark? Uh, I think John Book will win it 2-1 with a 93rd minute goal from whoever they bring on as a sub. Yidong Book. <laughs> and possibly Vard as well, Tom? 1-0 uh, to John Book. And Joe? I'll go for a 1-1 one, one draw. And finally, Ulsan versus Busan. Paul. Uh, Ulsan to score another three. Mark. Um, Ulsan to score two. And how, many, how many Busan scoring in all of this? I, I'm almost finished. <laughs> okay. Busan score 2-0. 2-0. Uh, Tom. 4-0 for me. <laughs> Joe, 4-0. Um... I'm going to go for 3-1. I'll say Ulsan. Or maybe, maybe we'll get a Kim Byung-ho hat-trick. Who knows? It's a- I just want to say, though, <laughs> in, in fairness to Busan, I mean, our newly promoted team, the first three games, Pohang, John Book and Ulsan, that's a tough run for your first three. I mean, the, t- the three favourites, probably, if you're newly promoted, uh, fair play to Busan. But they'll, they'll have them out the road and then we'll see how they actually are doing, I think. But I, I think Ulsan will beat them. One, one glimpse of hope is like this isn't Sanju is the one who's going to directly relegate it so Busan will have another chance at least uh, OK obviously no one really cares about the K1 K2 is where it's at five fixtures uh, Jeju versus John. Uh, Joe you better go first so we can copy your, your predictions don't copy me um, I, I'm, going to, I'm going to go for Dejon to win it 2-1 um, Dejon Tom um, one all for me, Mark. Uh, John to win one nil, and Paul. Uh, I think Tejon will nick this two one. Okay, Ansan versus Buchon. Uh, Joe, you weren't impressed with uh, Ansan last week. Not certainly not in the first half, and uh, yeah, I don't think they're going to keep many clean sheets. I'm going to go two one Buchon. Two one Buchon, Tom. Uh, for me, I'm just going to make more adventurous bet for because I don't bet any money on it. Um, three nil to Butcher. Okay, Mark. Yeah, one each. And Paul. Um, I think it'll be a draw. I'll go with Mark. Okay, and the currently pointless Anyang 
are hosting Gyeongnam, Joe. Yeah, I'm going to go Gyeongnam comfortably. 3-0 Gyeongnam. 3-0 Gyeongnam, Tom. 1-0 Anya, because they're home, you know. Okay. Mark? Uh, as everyone knows, uh, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of Gyeongnam, so I hope they lose every single game. <laughs> um, so, yeah, 3-1, 4-1, uh, yeah. And also, I mean, last season, Gyeongnam shafted their fans, and now we have sex dolls in FC Seoul, so let's move on. <laughs> okay, and obviously a big Anyang fan is Paul. They're my second team, aren't they? They are. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say that they're going to turn a corner this week, and they're going to nick it 1-0. Okay, the big one is down in Asan. Asan versus Suwon. Joe. Yeah, um, let's see. Asan got a good draw away to Dejon on Sunday, so I'm, I'm not as confident as I was uh, immediately after we beat Ansan. Um, but, and for paying in for a pound, 3 1 Suwon. 3 1 Suwon. Tom. Um, 3 2 Suwon, to be honest. <laughs> Mark. Um, so last week I said Suwon don't like to lose two games in a row. They also don't like to win two games in a row. So nothing is draw. And Paul. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to agree with Mark, but I think it's going to be a draw. But it's going to be two all. <laughs> it's all because you don't want to agree with Mark. <laughs> I think they've agreed on most choices. Those two, if you listen back to this. I think they may be holding hands under a Zoom here. It's because they've been they've been doing this together so long that their sort of thoughts align after uh, after a time. I think uh, the final match, uh, tantalising one, Seoul Eland against John Am Joe. Yeah, I think I've all, I mean John Am's obviously two games has not conceded any, only scored one. Uh, I think. I'm going to go nil-nil, actually. I think Elands are doing well, but John I think this season will be hard to score against. Nil-nil. one off for the same reason. Okay, Mark? Uh, for me, I'm going to go one each. One each? Paul, uh, oh, one each, I guess. Uh, I'm going to buck the trend. I'm going to say that Elands are going to get their first win. Okay, get their first win. Play their cards right. They could be the new tenants at the Seoul World Cup Stadium before very uh, before very long. Uh, okay, that brings us to a close, gentlemen. Is there any other business? Oh, is it like? Um, I'm, to be honest, I'm really happy. Like we just finished the prediction right now. Because you know, when you go to the tip, tip then the, it hurts my fingers when you just uh, try to click everything on for a three and four. <laughs> yes. My 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 my, uh, my 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 keypad on my phone, as, as I mentioned last 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 week, is actually is actually starting up a union uh, because it's actually <laughs> being overworked. It's protesting about the conditions of, of, of predicting K three and K four. Mark, on the other hand, is is massively in favour of it now, though. I I finally got points on the board. Uh, <laughs> I won one each for like fourteen games or something. Don't forget the women's K league will be starting soon. So that'll be another. Oh dear. And uh, Joe. See, I don't know when you'll invite me on again, so I'm trying to speak as much as possible. But the the FA Cup is in, I think, two weeks' time, and it's on the weekend. Oh. Do you know if that's right through the season or if it's just the next round? Well, Do we're you playing Ho Chang on the 6th of June, which is a Saturday. All any idea? 
Um, I know the dates are all decided. I can't remember whether they're all Saturdays or midweek, though. Okay. I do, obviously, they've got it's a crazy season, but I think it could be a good thing in the long run. Um, weekend cup games, but uh, yeah, you'll see. I mean, if we beat Hyo Chang, which is no foregone conclusion, we'll be Inchon in the next round, so that could be tasty. Uh, okay, uh, once more, any uh, any other business we need to attend to tonight? Uh, no, I don't think so. So, uh, thank you very much, gentlemen, for all uh, coming on. And uh, whatever you're, you're doing this weekend, remember to uh, doll yourself up before going out. These boots are made for walking, and that's just what they'll do. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. Yeah.